my children, how are you? Welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today is Thursday, November 21st, 2019, this show. For entertainment and educational purposes only, please use at your own risk. This show is copyrighted by moi. No part of it can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form without my written consent. Or you can just ask finally. This show is opinionated. And man, is it going to be now in this show? So this show is opinionated under no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice? If you're seeking professional advice, we strongly encourage you to hire a license if required person in his or her field there. Little Tommy. Hey, man. No. That's his name. How's it going? Got soundboard all ready to go. Okay, broadcasting live from the lovely town of Loveland, Colorado, where the weather fucking sucks. 32 degrees, overcast. I think I'm back in Chicago. Blech. No, thank you. But that's the kind of day damp, dreary shit. So much so, I came home and took a nice little bubble bath with my scented crap I got from Bed Bath & Beyond. Uh, it's been a long time since I had stuff like that, but hey, what the hell? Why not? Some little luxuries in life. It's a little things. It's finer things. So I came home, warmed up, uh, picked up a little, made my bed, because I know you can see it in the background, or at least half of it. So I did that. So, hmm, well, this, uh, let's see, I really don't have much to talk about happened today other than what is a precursor into this episode titled Fearless in Emotions. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So, before I get into all this stuff... I have a big, big pre-introduction, get rid of the formalities. Okay. So, number one. This stemmed from a Facebook post from me, which I'm probably going to have to go over again to get my mind back into that because it was into it this morning. I missed boxing. Damn it. Here. Here. Right here. I'm punching, right? Because 
when I went night night last night, it was raining. I'm like, okay, whatever. I get up in her snow underground. And so my windshield in my car is covered with snow. No big deal. Whatever. From Chicago. Big deal. I survived the blizzard of 79. Happy birthday to Lisa, by the way. Johnson. Happy birthday, warrior. Here's to many more. Anyway. So I wake up. And I'm like half asleep. I get up at 4 a.m. Like, you know, whatever. And I go to get my car. And my windshield wipers, now mind you, have never had this happen ever, ever, never, ever. 53 years in Chicago, all all the winters experienced them all since I was born. But I've never had my windshield wipers like cemented into ice. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And you know how you turn them on and they kind of want to work and then they turn off because... You don't want to burn your motor out. So they shut off, and then you try to grab them and knock them loose. I couldn't even do that. If I would have yanked on them, I would I would have broken something. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, really? So then I turn my car on. I figure, okay, I'll just run the defrosters. This is like quarter to five in the morning. My boxing class is two or three minutes away. I'm on 10th Street. They're on 3rd Street big or 4th Street. Is it 4th Street? third street no big deal just do south of here i can make it well i ran the car for like five or ten minutes and it still wasn't defrosted so i'm like fuck so i'm missing boxing so then i get in here and i have some coffee and i'm looking at facebook and i made this post because i got i get onto facebook on my computer because i took it off my phone i have messenger on my phone but i don't have the app on my phone because it's just quite honestly too distracting for me. So usually I'll check it when I get home or before I leave for work, whatever. And I posted this post and whatever and really didn't expect to get a response. And I'll get into that in a minute and how this evolved, I guess, if you want to call it that to this now first this is not going to be for the lighthearted, weak-minded emotionally unstable which is probably going to be most of you quite honestly i really i really haven't met a solid stable person i quite actually i don't think they exist and if they do there's still something wrong with them you just can't you don't know it yet or it's not being shown or hiding it very well a non-emotional person scares me because I can't read them and still waters run deep. And I'm going to get into this stuff because this is going to be about emotions, which in my opinion, now this is all, I'm going to get into this. This is all my opinion. I do not have the ability or the credentials or degree or license to diagnose people. My perception and opinions are from my life experiences and a lot of professional psychoanalysis support groups that stems back to 1988 or maybe a little bit before that, 87, I don't know, somewhere around there. Um, 
in-house 30-day chemical dependency treatment, 90-day out. I, I can only talk about myself, okay? And that and then a halfway house and then starting over with my life and blah, 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 which I'll get into the blah. Because uh, it's, I believe, I truly believe this without blaming people. And here we go. Here's the Bible right here. It's not the Quran. No offense. Holy Bible. So here you go. Here. It's the Bible. All right. It's got lines in it. It's got words and it says Holy Bible. So I swear. Can you see this? I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Period. Because I'm going to say some things and share some things, but I will keep anonymity. But some people that know me will know just by association. I don't give a flying fuck what Biden's got to say. I'm sorry. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, people are going to know. And I'm going to stumble on my words and probably misspeak because I'll, I'll listen to this as I always do and be like, so if I misspeak, I will try to pick it up. And if it sounds like I did, I probably did. I'm not, I'm not perfect. But right now I got the chat room open but minimized because doing this and having a train of thought and looking at the chat room, which I'll pop into here and there, phone number is 815-975-3089 because I hope I resonate with a lot of people because I'm getting sick and tired of seeing people being sick and tired an old AA slogan or saying I'm going to refer to AA CA non-A self-help groups groups 12-step program betrayal divorce everything losing everything everything I've been through because that resonates with people and when you listen to other people's stories quite honestly it's like holy shit I thought my life was fucked up you know and not only that, but you find out that you're not the only person on the planet that has problems. Uh, but I truly believe there's two big reasons, and not the only reasons, and the ratio you can, you can uh, make your own determination on that, or a loved one who's chemically dependent or, God forbid, or yourself or you're in an abusive situation, whatever, whatever the emotional dysfunction is. I hope I resonate with people. Uh, but in my opinion, the two biggest reasons why people are fucked up and miserable are because of emotions and money, status, class, all that shit. I really, truly do believe that. And the older I get, and hopefully the wiser I get, the more things are coming to me which leads me into this. I posted something today on cryptocurrency or last night um, because I watched this guy, Mitch Ray, who's a technical analysis charting guy. And the first thing he does is charts Bitcoin and the altcoins. And he's using just technical analysis, not giving recommendations or anything like that. He is seeing by technical analysis of charting and the way he does it. He's on YouTube. Mitch Ray, fascinating. And he's calling for Bitcoin to fall to support by graphs 
and technical analysis to 7100. Right now, I don't know where the fuck it is right now. It's uh, 76. So I don't know what he's saying now because I usually listen to him. He comes on every day. Fascinating. You, you just got to got to listen to it but i posted that and somebody and i'm always going to keep anonymity because speaking of emotions again it's like somebody said this to me so i responded with that um whether it's with emotions or not it wasn't but um they said you you get your knowledge from youtube referring to bitcoin and i said something like knowledge and i go no i get my knowledge from experience and life and looking and watching and my gut intuition whatever which made me think even more which i do way too much is knowledge and understanding so i thought a lot about that because knowledge is how in my opinion and understanding is why and we're all taught knowledge how 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 we're all indoctrinated in this and that and all these facts and all this shit and all this testing that really isn't worth a shit when you get older to use it in your life but this is how or, or sorry yeah this is how 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 engineers no offense to them they're how 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 and it's all analytical and it's all math and it's all numbers and it's all facts and it's all science and all that crap. Okay. A little late. My iPad crashed again. Shocker. But the more I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, how's great. You know, whatever. I know all this shit like the guitar. I was going to pick it up and play it. I love playing in the key of a, here's how in, uh, knowledge music theory now i know how to read me that's why i didn't want to do this because i don't want to think people i'm this is not about me <laughs> at all i don't want to pick up the guitar and play it oh tim's trying to show off <laughs> okay but i love playing in the key of a i know how to read music unfortunately it's the alto clef um time signatures measures three four whatever i i love playing in the key of a and the guitar so just basic theory, I learned the A, and then you got the fourth and the fifth, the A chord, A, B, C. So that's D is the fourth, and E. So it's A, D, and E, which I love playing those chords. So on top of that, I love the minor pentatonic scale, which is the blue scale, or affectionately called the rock scale, and that's what I play. So if I just played... A all the time and then D and then down to E or up to E in a bar chord. And then I just started fingering the pentatonic pattern. It's like, whatever. It's like, okay, well, that's how you play the guitar. It fucking sucks. It, that's a tech, and I'm nothing against anybody by any means. Great technical guitarists. They know all the modes, diminished this, fucking augmented that you know, 11s, 5ths, 9ths, all these different chord voicings, and then, of course, scales and modes and all that. Uh, DeLorean, or is it DeLorean? That's a car. Dorian, and, uh, and all these other modes, okay? Which is confusing as fuck. But that's the knowledge in the how. 
But then you get somebody that, okay, I get all this. I'm taking these lessons. I got a degree at MIT. It's like, okay, whatever. Why, though? Why? Why is the guitar like this? Why does people sound like this and I don't? Why, 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 why? That's where people like Eddie Van Halen comes in or your favorite guitar player and they sound like them because they're trying to figure out why am I playing this? Why am I trying to play like somebody else? And the why becomes them because it's not knowledge, it's understanding. It's understanding why you're doing this. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, I know how to ride a motorcycle. I have since I was 13. Why I ride a motorcycle is totally different. It's understanding, it's enlightenment, it's the joy. It's just like riding a bike. I have the knowledge in how to have sex. Who doesn't? You know, okay, this goes there and fucking whatever. Need to last five seconds or an hour or whatever. But why? Why do we have sex? There's a lot of fucking reasons. <laughs> why? And the whys are a lot better than the hows. Well, you take your penis and shove it in the vagina and... Really? Yeah. Or you have a nice candlelight dinner, you have some wine, sit by the fire, and before you know it, you're playing hide the weenie, and it's pretty good. You know, so it's like, well, why do you do that? Well, because I love this person, or I fe have feelings for him, and in my opinion, besides the verbal, I had a discussion with this with a friend, two people joining in one physically with a bond, there's nothing stronger than having sex or making love with that person. Verbally, there's nothing stronger than vows. See, but this is the whole why part of it again in the understanding. You know, you get married, the, the knowledge and how to get married. But then sometimes you wonder, why the fuck did I get married? And on the other hand, you know, why did I get married? Because of this. So I'm trying to differentiate knowledge and understanding. Big fucking difference okay because this will fit in later down in emotions in in an addiction because you can learn all you want about emotions and chemical addiction or sexual addiction or any type of addiction and you can throw it right out the window because they can do a goddamn bit of good you're gonna have to figure out why but with the exception of the big book which is the book in aa and then the book is, book is CA and Alcoholics Anonymous, Cocaine Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Sex Anonymous. It's the principles. And there's a beginning chapter, at least in the big book, AA, that says how it works. It doesn't say why it works because nobody really knows. But I know why it works. It's because you're not looking at it from the knowledge part. You're looking at it from the understanding part, if that makes any sense. That's why the 12 steps work because it's an understanding and it's also reverse engineering and starting over and making it better and flipping it upside down. So which somebody said that to me and, and that resonated with me to a very smart person, either very smart or very crazy. I still haven't made up my mind. So you reverse engineer it, flip it upside down, start over and redo, do it again. That's pretty much what you're doing with the 12 step program with yourself.
So how it works is the 12 steps. Why it works is because you're re-engineering yourself. You're flipping it upside down. You're looking at yourself and you're starting over because you're getting an understanding. I don't really know any better way to put it. Of course, this is all my opinion and my perception. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. I'm just saying that's me after being a little kid dealing with feelings in a adult child alcoholic environment to going through chemical dependency, sobriety, recovery, marriage, dad, divorce, business owner, business loser, starting over, uh, and all sorts of kinds of crap, relationships. I don't really know if I want to get into too many details. I will. I, I don't really care. I have no problem sharing my my story. I don't. You want to judge me or... So I just swore on the Bible everything I'm saying is the truth. And um, if I can share that and make some sense of this emotion bullshit, then I'm all for it. If it helps one person, they're like, whoa. I mean, I never really thought of it that way. So you're going to have to, after all that, you're going to have to open your mind. Okay. I am not going to say don't. When I say drugs, it's a general collective term. I can just imagine somebody listening to this halfway. Tim said to do drugs. Tim said not to do drugs. No. I'm not telling you to do prescribed legal drugs or illegal drugs. I'm not telling you to do either. That's your decision. Because then it gets into the medical, and I ain't, I'm not arguing. I'm going to get into my qualifications here in a second, which are none, really. Uh, but I want to share them. Um, you want to do drugs? That's up to you. For me and to me, unless it's a chemical imbalance in your brain with dopamine and serotonin and fucking whatever, it, that's beyond me because you're getting into the science and the chemistry of the brain. I understand it, and that's fine. I, I've never really looked at that because I'm talking more to your soul. So your soul doesn't need dopamine or serotonin or fucking or whatever, alcohol. Some of it does, though, if you get chemically addicted so bad because it does consume your soul. Uh, it's actually a trip to hell. Um, and if you're lucky enough, you come back. Most people don't. Um, but be that as it may, <laughs> I have uh, no degree um, in anything. But I did go to ECC uh, for a long time, 1983 to 1996. So I got enough credits to get a degree. Uh, but I never stuck with one major. Um, but I did take a psychology class because it was an elective and the teacher started talking about Sigmund Freud and Sigmund Freud. Now, mind you, I wasn't sober that long in recovery, and this teacher had everything figured out. Now, I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but the, this guy, this guy was fucking nuts. Okay, he he kept preaching and saying how Sigmund Freud was right and this and that and everything else, and gave examples. 
I couldn't take any more. I walked out of the class and I and I dropped the class. So you're fucking nuts because I'm more of a Carl Jung guy in spirituality. Not we have everything figured out and um, Sigmund Freud's right on everything. And the reason why males do everything under the planet is for sex. He, he might be 90% right, but he's not 100% right. That's just not that's not what drives males um, all the time. Our, our decisions, or at least mine, are not all sexually um, motivated. So so here's another, I'll get into this shit in a minute. So here's another thing. So I am going to share with total anonymity. No name will slip out. Titles may slip out. This is what I ask, and you need to promise me this before I get into this. People have done some very mean things to me. I'm no saint. When I was going through my divorce or getting out of a relationship, I'm not perfect. Um, I have said some things. I really haven't done anything. I think actions speak louder than words and words can be forgiven. But when somebody does something, that's even harder for me to deal with and forgive. Uh, but I have forgiven these people. But it always says in the Bible, being a Christian, you forgive your enemies and you open the door and you let them in. I can fucking promise you right now, if some certain people, and there's not a lot, there's not a lot. Maybe I could count in this hand, which is not bad. I don't give a flying fuck if Jesus Christ, sorry, Lord, shows up at that door with these people arm in arm, except maybe this. If they said, please, Tim, please forgive me. But see, people, people don't do that. I've said it. I've said it to people's faces. I've said it in text messages. I've said it in messages. When I'm wrong and I fuck up, I ask for forgiveness. And and not for any other reason is then, yeah, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm a human. I mean, please forgive me. It's really not that hard to do because I've made a mistake. I sinned. But see, there's some people that would even walk up there and Jesus Christ would have to drag them to the fucking door. Okay. And the Jesus would knock on it. Of course, I'd let him in but I ain't letting the fucking asshole or bitch. And I'm sorry. The only time I have called a woman a bad name, I don't want people thinking I disrespect women. I don't. But when I was going through my divorce, I, I called my ex-wife some pretty mean fucking names. And I asked for forgiveness in that too. But that's why I'm saying that because I'm full of sarcasm and I'm being honest and like, Oh my God, if I dated Kim or Kim, some fucking actually, Tim, too many Kims in my life. If I dated Kim or had a relationship with them, he'd be a fucking asshole behind closed doors. No, I'm not. And I won't. What, what you see is what you get with me. Okay. I, like that's why I called this in a friend said, you're fearless with your emotions, which I love that. And I'm going to have to read that post before I really get into this to get my mind back into this. But like I said, It'd be more like if Satan showed up the door with these fucking assholes and bitches. Sorry. Right there. Traitors, betrayers, whatever. Satan. Of course, I wouldn't let him in the fucking door. I'd say, you can get out of here. Both of you go have your own little party. You're, you're two peas in a pod. Get out of here. But if Jesus showed up, 
with somebody that has sinned against me, I guess is the nicest way to put it, but they, they didn't ask for forgiveness. They may say, I'm sorry, but I can promise you they wouldn't ask for forgiveness. I know they wouldn't because they would have already and they haven't. So it's kind of a, It's kind of a misleading, in my opinion, I'm not a pastor, how I interpret it, that you're supposed to forgive everybody, including your enemies and let them in, all this crap. Um, the people that I've seen Jesus forgive or whatever in the movies or the Bible or, or whatever, those people repented and asked for forgiveness. And, of course, most of them, if not all, turned into disciples. Paul was... Uh, was one of them, big one. He went around killing Christians. He hunted them down. And then God blinded him, and, and uh, Jesus didn't give him a sight back. Somebody else did, I think. Or was it you? I don't know. But he got a sight back, and then he, that was it. You know, he was uh, he was disciple, and he praised and spread the Lord Lord's name in Jesus Christ's name. But if he showed up there, even with Paul, I don't fucking care who he came with. He could come with all the disciples and marry yourself. I don't fucking care. And Joseph and baby Jesus and the fucking mule and the camel and all that shit. And somebody that has wronged me. And if they do not ask for forgiveness from them. They're not welcome here. They're not welcome in my life. They're not that I forgive you. But I will not associate with you. Because everybody has been saying for fucking years, Tim, you got to let go. Move. But people, and I took it this way, well, if I forgive them, that means it's okay. And they're my friends and another happened and we live happily ever after. My fucking ass, that, that it's not happening. And I'm sure some people struggle with that. So I say that because of this. People that, if it comes out or people figure out what I'm talking about, because this is no place for, actually, if I use this power in forum and opportunity for revenge or resentment or whatever, payback, justice, equality, then I am convicting them and punishing them for my satisfaction because I want them to feel the way I do. Everybody does. Fucker, you know, you did this to me. I want you to feel this way. That's where all the emotions and the anger, and I'm going to get into anger too because it's a very touchy, not touchy, that's misunderstood as well. You should never get angry. Sure, you just watch Mr. Rogers on time. You'd be fine. So what I'm going to say is this. If somebody or anybody figures out who I'm talking about, they go, you motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. Because this is what I've learned. You have to promise me that you won't say anything or do anything for this very reason because I have seen this. When you're hurt, you're destroyed, you're betrayed, you're you're driven down, you're beaten, you're left for dead, you're lit on fire and they pour gas on you. It didn't go that far. Close though. Homeless. Technically. Technically I was homeless. 
losing everything, all your hard work, all your equity in your kids, your equity in your business, all your material possessions, all your friends you've known all your life, your pets, don't even get to say goodbye, ripped out of your life, blah, 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 blah. That hurt. And I was destroyed with malice and intentions to destroy me, which might be one and the same. And of course, I'm like, well, first I'm in disbelief and denial, and then it goes to anger, and then you want revenge. And that's the hard part. But you can't do anything, and here's why. Because what you have to do is you have to forgive, but legitimately forgive. The movie The Shack actually saved my fucking life. Thanks, Mom. She told me to watch it. She's like, Timothy. Yeah, Ma, you have to go watch The Shack. I'm like, okay. And I went to see a movie, and it was sold out, and The Shack was playing in Elgin Marcus Theaters at 20 Lake Street and Randall. And I'm like, hmm, must be a sign. Must have been five people in the theater. Why was one of them? That fucking movie saved my life. I was that guy in that movie because my anger, injustice, and how can God do this to me? How can the people that I raised and protected and provided for and loved and blah, 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 how can they betray me? And I wanted that. I wanted justice. This isn't fair. I didn't do anything. And the people that know the truth, I didn't. I'll get into that down the road here. I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't. I didn't cheat on my wife. I didn't have dinner with anybody behind her back, meet somebody, any of that stuff. But when you have somebody on the inside trying to tear you down and allegedly videotape it with their phone and they show it to your wife at the time. Oof. I mean, that's just, that's fucked up right there. That's really dysfunctional. I couldn't imagine doing that to anybody, even if I didn't like him. Just, I couldn't imagine seeing my boss out with a friend and then he's talking to other women and God forbid having a snack or whatever. I don't even know what the fuck. I, I, I can't exactly remember all the details because I'm so still shocked by it. But he's having, um, I don't know, fried pickles or something, you know? And, and he's sitting there with a guy and two girls. And I see my boss, who happens to be my f- fucking uh, father-in-law, instead of coming up and saying, hi, hey, how's it going? Dad, who's your friend? No, you know what? I'm going to take my fucking phone. Here we go, emotions. I'm going to take my fucking phone and I'm going to record this then I'm going to go take this to my boss's wife and show it to her. What kind of fucking asshole would do that? Just tell me right now. What kind of asshole, asshole would do that? It's a family member, not to mention your father-in-law and your boss. What good could come of that? Nothing. Not to mention, I was never even told about it or shown to me. Get into this. So there's a really good fucking reason right there 
for justice. But I have to say this to you. Whatever has happened to you, because this might pale in comparison to other people. I've heard so many stories. Really? <laughs> wow. You cannot retaliate. You cannot use your will to seek revenge on these people. A couple reasons. Number one, you don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And this might sound like a justification uh, or even enabling for that matter. But why people do what they do, you don't know. You don't know what they've been through in their life. What they're doing might be quite normal to them. They might have been raised in such a dysfunctional fucking family that they really truly don't know any better. As hard as that is to believe. Because that's normal for them. So, in all honesty, looking from the outside, it's hard to judge them because they don't know they're doing anything wrong, although they are, but they, they don't, they can't comprehend that that's wrong. But it is. So for you to judge them and say, you're fucked up, you're doing this, you're an asshole, it's like, what are you talking about? I mean, what did I do wrong? This is quite the norm in my family, and when I grew up, among other horrible things we don't want to talk about, including get the shit beaten out of me every night when I was a fucking kid, uh, and my dad coming home drunk, and my mom coming home drunk, and they're fighting all the time, and um, on and on and on. So I don't see the big deal. What's What are you talking about? But here's even more. Let's just say that's not even the case. They're just a fucking asshole, which you're not supposed to say. The more you try to get even with people or have the last word that have sinned against you, I feel like a preacher. The more you try to be the judge, jury, and executioner and take matters into your hands, so you f make them feel like you do and even more, fucker. You can't do that, and here's why. And I have seen this, swear to God. Some people know. I swear to God, I have seen this. My hand's on the Bible. Swear to God. I tell you the truth. I wouldn't believe this for this. Fuck you, Tim. Fuck, fuck you. I caught my fucking husband with my best friend in bed or vice versa or whatever. It's a million gazillion fucking stories and they're all horrible and none's worse than the other but here's why here's why you can't do that and you have to forgive and it takes time to let go it takes time to let go my final let go was i had to disown my daughter can you even imagine this imagine you're in hopefully a very happy functional family it's where the emotions come in Great. Everybody's great. Beaver, Cleaver, Brady Bunch. Fuck all this. I got my kids. I got my grandkids. Everything's great. You have to disown your daughter. And you have to disown your loving married by vows to become one. Current husband or wife 
you have to disown them. Because that was the only way I could move on. And the last push that did that was my daughter's family she married into. I have it laying around here. I should pull it out. I can pull it out. Is in big trouble with the law. And I was running up the flagpole saying, these people are bad news. These people are bad news. People are bad news. Well, some other people with authority think so too. And I told my ex-wife this, which was taken out of context. I said, if anything happens to my granddaughter, I am going to hold you accountable. So she took that and spun that like, Something sexual, of course, everything leads to sex. Why not? Something sexual is going to happen to my grandkids. And that's not what I meant. I just meant whatever happens because you decided to keep your loyalties to another family and another person over your husband and your own family. And that, that's what kills me out of this whole thing is my innocent granddaughter is going to go, where's my grandpa, Where, wherever she calls him. Not my dad, my other side. Where's my grandma? Where's um, great-grandma? Well, he went bye-bye for a little while because he did some naughty things. Whereas when I was screaming and yelling, not literally but close, and trying to get my point across is that these are bad people. And my daughter should have divorced, got out, of, got out of the marriage, which she almost did, but was manipulated to stay in. And my ex and my wife at the time didn't like my son-in-law and wanted him out of the family. And by the time all this shit was said and done and final divorce, she put in writing she would defend him at all costs. Can't make the shit up. And the emotions there. I mean, there's really nothing worse, in my opinion, in dealing with emotions of betrayal. I mean, really, what else What else is worse than betrayal? And that's the hardest thing I did that I had to deal with. But even with all the... Ugh, you know, man, I got to make you feel like I do. You know, I'm going to date all these women and fucking make you you know, feel horrible and blah, blah, blah. And yet, which I didn't want to do and I didn't do. I mean, not on purpose to make her feel bad. But here's why you can't do that because I haven't gotten to the point. I don't care what you believe in. God, no God, Buddha, fucking whatever. Um, there is universal law. I don't care what your religion is, which fucks everything up anyway. But there is a power greater than our... Just go to agnostics with uh, the 12-step book. AA book. There is a power greater than ourselves. For some people, it's a fucking rock. For some people, it's God. For some people, it's 
whatever, as long as you believe in a power greater than yourself and doesn't specific, it could be Buddha. It could be whatever it could be. It could be your computer. It could be your fish. It doesn't, it could be this glass of shit I'm drinking. It doesn't matter. As long as you can get the thinking that there's something greater than yourself, you're on the right track. So with universal law and karma, I swear to you, it is true. And it only started happening when I let go and I forgave these people and I moved on and I cut ties and I prayed to God, please break the bond between Kim and I. Because whether you believe in quantum physics or not, she's 2,000 miles away, didn't speak to her. It's coming to me in my sleep. She's got problems. Waking me up. Plain as day. And I said to my son, I go, what's going on with your mom? He goes, why? I said, because she's coming to me in my dreams in my sleep. Well, she's getting divorced, Dad. She's lost everything in the hurricane, Dad. Um, and there's some other things that are none of my business that I'm not going to disclose because this is not, again, about revenge. But what it is, is, is karma. And it, and it's sad, but the only way karmic justice, if in fact you are not lying and it is the absolute truth of the situation, it's not your job because this stuff doesn't fall under law. It falls under God's law or universal law. And when people destroy you or they betray you or they say, oh, get over it, fucking whatever. Hey, really? 27 years of fucking marriage, 20 years in a business? Get over it. You're an asshole. But I swear to you, the more you forgive these people, the more justice is served. If justice is justified, I guess. If the, if the punishment fits the crime, if a crime was committed, but it wouldn't be under man's law, it would be under God's law. If you were betrayed, I mean, there's no laws against you walk in one day and you find your boyfriend or husband fucking your best friend or your neighbor. I mean, there's no laws against that. What's well, a big deal? Really? And of course you want to, I don't know what you want to do. I've never ran into that. Hopefully I never do, but if I did, uh, uh, and talk about emotions. <laughs> it was like, um, I don't even want to think about it. But there's no laws for that. There's no man's punishment for that. And then depending on the court and the decree and the laws of the state, you might even get fucked even more when you got fucked in the first place. So you're really not going to win by taking the matter into your own hands. Now, it's going to be four years here in a month or so I've been divorced and single for, well, you know, it's debatable and I said I would tell the truth. Um, definition of single, I dated about five women, lived with one. 
she was going to marry me. She said that to me. I didn't say that to her. Uh, came here. Um, had a one-night stand with a friend. Then she disappeared, so the sex must have been really bad. And then a 10-day thing that I still can't fucking figure out. So whether that's single or not for two years, well, two years, I'm talking four, but two since I've been here, one night stand on a booty call and a 10-day fucking, I don't know. I don't know. So maybe I did date somebody for 10 days. I don't I don't really know. But be that as it may, I don't think so. I, it was just, I don't know what the fuck that was. I'm still trying to, I try not to think about it because I, I don't know what it was. 30-day agreement, but it lasted 10 days. Who agrees? Who has an agreement for day? See, I'm getting too much into this. It's not what this is about. I don't know. But anyway... You know, that's kind of why I have just came out here, healed 99.9% when I came here as a mess because of all these emotions of all the shit that happened to me. And I couldn't stay in Illinois because of the optics. So I'm going to get into this uh, post that I put up this morning and start not that I haven't about emotions because hopefully that's kind of all I've been talking about. But, um, you see, now I'm getting distracted because I was fucking shit. It's popping up from Facebook. Um, I'm going to have to go down here to this morning, 10 hours ago. Really? La, 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 la. Wow. It's a lot of fucking comments. Hmm. Now that's weird because the one specifically I'm looking for isn't there. Hmm. I'll click on this one. There we go. All right. So this is what I posted this morning in this. Um, this is how this came to this. I didn't look in the chat room yet. I don't even know if anybody's there. I know the podcast is going to get it. This is worldwide. Okay. This, and this isn't specific to Loveland, Colorado, Denver, Colorado, Chicago, Illinois, Streamwood, Illinois, fucking whatever. It. This. This is. Um. A common thing across the entire planet which this show reaches if people decide to listen to it which is boggles my mind so hopefully it resonates with everybody this is not specific to stupid fucking americans so this is what i put up this morning so there is one but i honestly don't think i see a mate or bestie girlfriend wife whatever happening i get mixed signals I am interested. I am interested. I'm not interested, and the timing is just wrong right now. And this is mixed emotions for me. I could be wrong, but I go with vibes, and that's a vibe I'm getting. So that's what I'm focusing on: too much pain, betrayal, confusion, stress, anger. 
I've been through it, and it's horrible. So just know I am here as a friend, and I will not take advantage of someone being weak or down, but the yo-yo behavior needs to stop. Please don't yank me up and down. Some may not even know they are doing it, but you are. I need stability, not a friend or more who needs safe harbor. Then sails away when things get better or their needs have been satisfied, which was the 10-day getting fucked, literally, whatever. I, I need a solid friend or friends who are there for me too. I do not like being ignored. I swear to God. Even to me, when I read this, I sound like a chick sometimes. But at least it's out there, and now you know. So, some comments on here. I'm not going to use names, because this has got to get me back into the mind frame I was in when I decided to talk about this tonight. Someone says, you are the most well-communicating men. Is that possible? I have ever met. You are fearless with your emotions. That's why I titled this this episode that, by the way. And I find that incredibly evolved as a human. You're also a good-looking man. Okay, whatever. You're one of my favorite people to read. Just wanted to tell you that. And I love you, my dear longtime friend. When I am confused or unsure, I tell myself, trust the process. Okay. Here's another one. Trust your instincts because they are usually right. When the timing is right, you will find that person. I'm still waiting to find one, but that's because when I'm on a date or maybe a couple of dates, I watch for red flags. That's called boundaries. That I believe that. My husband was verbally abusive and an alcoholic. There you go. And there is no way I will allow myself to be treated that way again. Good for you. So therefore, I am single, staying single after losing my husband 10 years ago. Holy shit. So and on and on and on. And, and this takes me into kind of where I was this morning because nobody nobody wants to be alone or live alone. I can and I am, but I would prefer not to. I, I don't think we're meant to be alone. I don't know if we're meant to be with the same person. Maybe we are. I don't know. Your whole life. Um, I've heard two stories to a successful marriage. One is the yes dear and shut up. And the other one is we're best friends. We talk about everything and, and fearless with our emotions. So there's two polar opposites of this. Um, both work, I guess. Uh, but I never really been a yes dear person for compliance or whatever. Uh, I pretty much say what's on my mind. Um, my approach and phrasing might not have been the best, especially in the past, uh, because it's emotions. And um, we're all taught, for the most part, especially guys, don't show your emotions. It shows that you're weak. Really? Well, I I guess. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think so, but that's what we're we're told. And then if a woman shows her emotion, she's full of drama and just crazy and fucking all this other crap. Regardless of the perception of other people, when people are expressing their emotions, we're expressing them wrong. When I, when I read this stuff in the post that I just put up here, I conveyed my emotions and my point in writing on stupid fucking Facebook. 
But if I wanted to get this point across and I was speaking to a person in person, it wouldn't have came out this way. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think it's because I wait until I reach my limits in something and it's usually when I'm upset and then I just got to get it out and I say it and it comes out wrong. And usually in anger, but not, you're fucking this for whatever. You know, it's, 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 it's elevated and it's to the point and you know that I'm serious. Very assertive, I guess, would be the best way and that's not right because it's intimidating and it's also projecting trying to manipulate people to get them to feel the way you do by expressing your emotions in a negative way control that's not right and women do the same thing and nobody's really taught us I don't think unless you have some deep 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 therapy in good therapy, um, how to express those emotions. Now, being someone that was chemically dependent, almost to the verge of total, utter destruction, self-destruction, a person that is addicted to fill in the blank, it doesn't matter. Addiction's addiction. And for people... That got me a little bit pissed off when I saw a post. Somebody OD'd and person was like, well, that was their choice. And, you know, that's what they get. And it's like, whoa. That was like, hey, hold on a minute. Okay. Supposedly, Oprah allegedly said this years ago that she doesn't understand addicts and chemical addiction. Whether it's sex, drugs, food, whatever, it's as simple as this. You know, I don't understand why they just don't do it or stop. Is I shove a chocolate cake down my fucking throat and I weigh 300 pounds. You, my dear, are addicted to food. For me, I eat food because I'm hungry. I don't look at it and go, I got to eat that because it tastes good. That's almost an alien foreign thinking to me. Yeah, I can eat what I want. It doesn't matter. But I look at food like fuel filling up my gas tank, not to shove down my throat and make me feel better or because I like the taste of it. That's a person addicted to food. And it's the same. No, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's the same as being addicted to chemicals or sex or drugs or fucking whatever. It's the same thing. Addiction is addiction because you want to feel better. You want to change reality. And you're going to do what you can to deal with those emotions to make you feel better. Whether it's eating fucking Ben and Jerry's or whatever or doing a line of coke, shot of heroin. i never done intravenous drugs just for the record. Thank God. Um, have another beer, have a glass of wine, smoke some pot, do uh, crystal meth, 
to uh, Oxycontin and any um, opiates or opioids, whatever they are, to make you feel better. Because you can't deal with your emotions. It's pretty much simple as that. And when you get the three C's, lost control, continued use, and uh, what's the other one? Compulsion to use. That's the three requirements. All three have to be there for you to be labeled or diagnosed as an addict or alcoholic or fucking whatever, a fucking chocolate cake eater or whatever, sex addict. You have to meet all of those three criterias to be that, to have an addiction problem. And when you or somebody gets to that point, your life becomes worse. You hate... Well, you hate everything. I guess I shouldn't have said that. It popped out. You're driving people away that love you, that care about you, they don't understand, and then they try to make you feel better and try to show that they love you and blah, blah, blah. And you just destroy their lives, your kids' lives, becomes a dysfunctional family. You get pissed at everybody. It's everybody else's fault. You drink more. You eat more. You have more sex. You do whatever you can to deal with those feelings. And they just get worse and worse and worse to the point where you either die or you end up in jail. And the reason why that happens is because of emotions. Because we're not showing emotions. We're not showing our emotions to other people. Because we've never been taught taught how to do that. And it doesn't go away. So it comes out in different ways. Whether you admit it or not. And for the most part of this for me at least, is that for a long time, I let my emotions control my actions. My my emotions were dictating my actions. And most of it was not positive. It was mostly coming from resentment and anger. And you got to be really careful with that because nobody likes thinking like that or acting like that but then you drink more or you do more drugs or eat more chocolate cake or fucking ice cream to make it go away and it just gets worse and worse and worse and spirals down until you hit your bottom if you even do that. And you fuck up your family and you fuck up your kids and you fuck up your job. You may fuck up your life. You may end up dead. All because of emotions. Because we don't know how to handle them, again, or express them to somebody. I express them here. This this is fucking really a major milestone for me. Because 
I'm saying how I feel, but I'm not being offensive or I'm not being, I'm not projecting or I'm not, I'm just being honest and I'm saying how I feel or you, you know, you make me feel like this. I get all dressed up. Well, I don't, but I get all dressed up for you and you come home and all you do is fucking yell at me. Asshole. See, that's not, (laughs) that's not getting your emotions out. That's just venting. There's a big difference. Um, and then of course when you're happy or some good things are happening, you smile, you say that I'm so happy. I love you. This is great. Blah, blah, blah. That's fine. We don't have a problem for the most part. Some do though. Some don't even say that. They don't even say I love you to their kids. I say it to my son every time I hang up. And so does he. And you should. But when the negative stuff comes, well, you can't show your emotions. Yeah, Don't lose control, and I'm going to win this battle, or they're going to look bad first because they snapped before I did, and all this shit. And it always comes from relationships. I mean, I wouldn't even say it comes from jobs per se or not getting a raise or you know, it, it, com- it comes from family, man. Really? I mean, really? Am I wrong? It did for me. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I, my dad raised me and I turned 15. Like I said, don't, don't, I love my dad to death. My dad's my dad, whether he's blood or not. But I always wondered why he treated me differently than my own sister, which is his blood daughter and my half sister. And I didn't know, we we're just talking about this in boxing class, actually. I didn't know that I was adopted by my dad until I was like 15. Now, my mom argues this and says it was younger, but it wasn't where it should have been. I think it should have been. Kids are way smarter than we give them credit for if you phrase it the right way and do it out of love and understanding and explain it. The term stepdad or stepmom um, was retitled as bonus dad or bonus mom, which is so much better. So much better. I just think for the kids, you know, it, it, why does it gotta be so negative or, or frowned upon that you're adopted? I think it's wonderful. Actually, it's great. It takes a, takes a strong person to adopt or two people, depending on the situation. If you marry into a family that he or she has kids and you adopt them as yours, or you can have kids and both of you is adopt one. I think that's great. That's awesome. That's fucking, I mean, that's like, whoa, but not to tell a kid that because kids pick it up. I picked it up. I go, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why, why is my dad treating me different? And then of course I hit, I say 15. My mom says different, whatever. I'm not arguing about it. I ain't going to win. But it wasn't when it should have been. You don't tell a teenage kid, oh, by the way, you're adopted. What? Well, that sure fucking explains a lot now. Thanks for telling me. Talk about mixed emotions and confusion. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Any negative thing. But see, that's not negative. That would be perceived as negative, I guess. You're adopted. Okay. What the fuck does that change? I mean, it kind of explains a lot, but it doesn't change who my parents are. 
doesn't change how I feel about them. It makes me understand. See, there's a knowledge thing. I just got the knowledge. You know, that's not your dad. That's not your mom. We're not your parents. Okay, that's the knowledge. Why? Where's the understanding? Help me understand this. And when you tell somebody that can understand that when they're young and then things start making sense when you get in trouble because you stayed all night, all, all night, or you did something you shouldn't have and you're punished for it. Yeah, that's acceptable. And I get it, you know, mom, dad, but it could be misunderstood and damage a kid's psyche. It's like, Oh, now I know why you punished me or you were hard on me. You're grounding me. Or you took my phone away because you're not my dad. Or you're not my mom or both of you go fuck yourself. Cause you lied to me. That's what kids think. It's not true, but that's what they think. It's a whole dysfunctional thing. I, and I don't know why we just can't say those emotions. Well, what if, what if we tell Tim that he was adopted at the age of 10? I don't know why. You would do, that would be fine with me. 10, 4th, 5th grade. I'd get it. I understand it. Fuck, I could do arithmetic and write and read. Why, why the fuck can't I understand or know why, who my parents are or not who they are or whatever? Okay, I get it. Doesn't change a thing. Thanks for telling me. I, that's probably what I would have said. Makes sense now. A lot easier to process and expect, but it doesn't change the fact that they're my mom and my dad, blood or no blood. But when my dad would go a little bit fucking nuts on me, I could kind of understand that as compared to how he treated my sister, which was totally different. And I know she's a girl and whatever, but trust me, there was just different treatment there. And it didn't make any sense until I found out I was adopted. And, and then there comes the anger part, which I think is probably 99.9% .9 of everybody's fucking problems. Now, I had a debate with somebody about this. <laughs> In no disrespect. And though she knows who she is. We agree to disagree, and people look at it and like, are you guys friends? Are you fighting? It's like, no, we, we have a discussion. She doesn't, just doesn't realize I'm right. <laughs> no, she's taught me quite a bit. Um, but I, she was on the thinking of, and there's nothing wrong with this, peace and love and anger's bad. Anger's bad. Anger's bad. And you watch Star Wars and Darth Vader, and I mean, that kind of solidifies that. You don't, Show your anger. And I say show because I know people get fucking pissed. I mean, a dog gets pissed. Try try sticking a... If a kid gets bit by a dog... Because a kid's trying to shove a stick up his ass... And the dog turns around and bites the kid. Is the dog have anger issues? No. You're trying to stick a fucking stick up my ass. I'm going to bite you. Fuck you. Yeah, but that doesn't make the dog mean... So we're people, we're human beings. Somebody tried poking a fucking poking a stick up my fucking ass here. I'm gonna try this. Sorry, I'm being pretty. I have a sound effect for this one. If you decide to work, so unless it's Saturday night and I'm in bed and I'm really drunk because that's the only way that's gonna fucking happen. 
and I got this going on. It ain't happening. Okay. Somebody tries sticking a fucking something up my ass. They're going to get that. Yeah, they're going to get that. And we're trying this. I'm going to get pissed. But that doesn't make me an asshole or have anger issues. Stop trying to shove a stick up my ass or I'm going to fucking knock your ass out. Well, Tim's an asshole. Tim has anger issues. Tim, No. Here's another point. And I've seen a relative do this, and I'm not going to share this story because it always pops in my head when I start talking about this. And I should share it, but I'm not going to. But just imagine yourself or a mom or friends, a mom. She has kids. You have kids and you're out. She's the sweetest person in the world. So you're all out one day. You're at the zoo. You're fucking whatever. Great America. And I'm not going to get into child abduction and that kind of stuff because it's horrible because it's way too far. It's not where this is going. So I just want to make that clear. But let's just say somebody fucks with her kid. However that may be. Another little kid, fucking whatever, or something. Somebody just, or somebody plows her over, whether it's on purpose or not, knocks her to the ground. If a mom, I don't give a fuck how sweet she is or how innocent she is or whatever. Anybody fucks with her kid, she's going to kick their fucking ass. And how does that come out? Because she's pissed. She's angry. Which, in my opinion, is totally acceptable, normal, and it's a defensive anger. There, there's a defensive survival anger, and there's a revenge serve justice anger. One is protect from fight or flight, and you're going to fight. The other one is to make you hurt and inflict pain. And let your anger turn into actions. Because you're going to feel like I feel. Fucker. Bitch. Asshole. Whatever. Two different types of anger. But my friend. And I still don't know what she believes. I've seen her get pissed. She just won a minute. Anger is not evil. In fact anger might save your life sometime. God forbid somebody has a physical altercation with you. The women in my boxing class, I would not want to see anybody fuck with them because they're going to get knocked the fuck out. And it ain't going to be a little tap or hit like a girl. You're going to get a right hook and an uppercut and knocked fucking out. I don't care who you are. And do you think that's going to be because they're not pissed? You tried grabbing my daughter. You, it would have to be something that would be justified. And it would be. uh, Because everybody has boundaries. Um, And if somebody fuck with my kid, you're goddamn straight. I would say something or do something if I had to. Now, I'm not saying you should get violent and knock everybody on their ass. It's the point of anger. Oh, but you shouldn't show your anger. Why? 
I'm fucking pissed. Or I'm hurt. Because I feel this way because this is what you did. And if we could just say that, and the person that hurt you or pissed you off, probably nine times out of ten wasn't intentional. It'd be like, whoa, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I didn't know it upset you. See, but we can't fucking do that. Well, you're just a fucking asshole, and you can sleep on a couch, and you can go fuck yourself. I want a divorce. <laughs> and I'm not quoting anybody. Just shit's popping in my head. I got nothing written down here. This is it, man. There's no script here. <laughs> it's fucking winging it. Or a guy, God forbid, until they finally snap, or they come home drunk, or they had a bad day at work, or all the above, and the kids are fucking just irritating them. I played with my kids every time. First thing I walked in the door, I played with my kids. Rustled with them, whatever. But let's just say the dad comes home, the husband comes home, miserable day, stopped at the bar, had a few drinks, trying to deal with his reality and emotions, suppressing him because you're a guy and you don't share that. I'm pretty much a book. People that really know me can read me what kind of mood I'm in, if I had a bad day or if I'm upset or whatever. You know, what's, what's wrong? I'd tell you. Fuck, I put it on Facebook. Why would I tell you to your face? I would. But it not even maybe about you. It just might be about some fucking asshole I dealt with at work. But see, I can't. Guys can't do that. No, we can't come home and go, Hi, honey, I'm home. Oh, how was your day? Oh, it was wonderful. No, it wasn't wonderful. My boss was all over my fucking ass. He's being an asshole. I don't know if he got laid or didn't get laid or fucking whatever, but I just had a horrible day. Thank you for asking. So fucking hard about that. Oh, no. Can't do that. Uh-uh. I'm driving down 25, and every time I put enough space between me and the car in front of him, the fucking asshole cuts in front of me. That pisses me off. That's road rage, though. That's you know, that's anger, but it, it's a temporary anger. It's just like a fuck you. Or this guy was on a bicycle and he thinks he's a car and he has the right of way and he looks at me because he can't go 15 miles an hour and I'm trying to do 30 and it cuts in front of me in fucking roundabout and doesn't stay on the bike path. He's a prick. But he looks at me and flips me off and I'm the asshole. Really? Or what's real common out here, it just happened to me yesterday, I was in the left lane in a three-lane highway, and all of a sudden the left lane just turns into a turn-left-only lane. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah? No, like in Illinois, it doesn't widen out, and then there's a left-turn lane to get you out of traffic. No, these assholes here, they fussy. Here we go. I'm pissed because this is stupid. You just keep driving like, well, flow traffic, and all of a sudden your lane turns into a fucking left turn lane with no warning. What? I'd come home and there was somebody here. and I mean, I wouldn't carry that anger all the way coming home, but if my whoever was here waiting for me, shaking her ass and wagging her tail, which would be a dog, but let's just say it's a woman. She could shake her ass. That'd be nice. How's your day? Well, 
it was great, except this fucking asshole cut me off today. Or, or the road ended with no warning whatsoever. Oh, okay. Well, I know. The roads out here suck. People, you know, the roads suck. They do. The person that engineered and designed this traffic out here is an idiot. I'm done. My day was great. Thank you. How, are, how was yours? Oh, but no, he can't come home. Can't come home and say that because you can't show your emotions because you're a guy. Now, it, I guess it'd be more along the lines of, well, yeah, this guy cut me off and he got fucking pissed and I kicked his ass and I got arrested uh, and then I went to work and then uh, after work I stayed home and had or stayed at the bar and had a beer and I came home and my day's great. How was yours? That might have been the generation before. <sighs> but generations don't matter. Feelings do. We can't talk about feelings. So if your husband, your boyfriend doesn't talk and then closes up and is an asshole to you, then you think it's you. And then they'll probably vent on you about something about you that has absolutely nothing to do with why they're pissed. And then, of course, you retaliate and go, well, you know, you're not fucking Prince Charming yourself. And it just escalates to stupid shit. We just can't, we just can't share. I had a shitty day and here's why. I mean, you ask them to tell you, this is what happened. And some things that bother some people don't bother other people. I mean, if I go to boxing class and I get hit accidentally, I, I actually like it to be honest. It doesn't, it, kind of invigorates me it motivates me or some people like oh i got punched today i didn't like it or i punched myself which i've done i didn't like it whatever you're a pussy really hmm see us as guys can't we're the protector and we can't we don't can't show any weakness and blah 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 and whatever but the feelings are there and you just can't say anything and then, God forbid, you're in a dysfunctional, chemically addicted family or a child of an alcoholic when the placator rolls and the enabler rolls and all this kind of shit come in and all the denial. And you just accept the fact that that's the way it is and it's normal and you don't want to piss off the chemically addicted person because you're going to fucking hear about it. How dare you? All because of emotions. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There, there's a couple books. I can't answer the fucking poem. I'm about done. Hopefully, get my point across. There's a couple of books. Um, outwitting the devil. It's okay that you're not okay. Um. Unfuck Yourself. That's a good book. As far as emotions, I don't, I mean, it's kind of like divorce. There's really not a really good specific book about emotions because we're not taught, <laughs> we're not taught emotions. And what I liked about the book about it's okay that you're not okay was written by a uh, 
clinical therapist that treated and had customers and patients for dealing with loss, usually losing a loved one, whether it was a kid or a spouse or a divorce, because those are the two biggest losses a human being experiences. And the person that goes through it and the friends around them are horrible at dealing with it because, because we're not taught. Oh, I know how you feel. How do you fucking know how I feel? My wife or my husband just got killed in a car wreck. And I'm sorry if this resonates to the point with people. It's the fact of loss. I just got divorced and you've been married for 30 years. How the fuck do you know how it feels? You don't. And that's just more insulting. And this woman heard all these stories in this and that she's married. And she would use the textbook knowledge, the knowledge. Example of knowledge and understanding. She didn't understand it. She she says it. I don't understand this fucking shit. How can you? How can you understand that? How can you relate to that? How can you treat a drug addict when you haven't been one yourself? How, how can you treat somebody when you never had your loved one drop dead or lose a kid or get divorced? How can you console these people if you've never been through it? You can't, but you have the knowledge. I have this degree. It says I can. You take that degree, no, no disrespect, and shove it up your fucking ass. Because you don't understand. So this woman's counseling, consoling these people, whatever, diagnosing them that lost people and things and whatever. So she comes home one night, finds her husband who was in great shape and ran and died on an exercise bike and dropped fucking dead of a massive cardiac arrest. So now she is understanding what losing something is. Forget your degree in psychology, sociology, fucking this, fucking whatever. Doesn't mean a goddamn thing when it's happening to you. And she heard all the same shit. Oh, my God. You know, if you need anything, I can't imagine. No shit. No shit you can't imagine that. It's just, it's so insulting and damaging, but it's good intentions because we're horrible at dealing with grief and we're horrible helping others deal with their grief. And when we're doing good intentions... We're just hurting them even more. But not on purpose, because we don't know how. And it just makes it worse. So this woman wrote this book, and she's like, everything that I was taught knowledge, everything I'm supposed to do for these people doesn't work. No shit. Never did. Never will. Instead of the knowledge, you have to do the understanding. I don't need to know all the knowledge about Bitcoin and this and that. I need to know the understanding and the why. Bitcoin was created after the meltdown 
because of a lot of reasons. <laughs> but and you should do your homework on that because I don't want to go down that road because I will. The knowledge of uh, I know everything about Bitcoin. Really? Why? Why is it here though? Well, I know how it works and it's really. Why is Bitcoin here? Why? The understanding, not the knowledge. Big difference. I have the knowledge to counsel you with your drug addiction or your loss or this because I have the knowledge because this piece of paper says so. Really? So you never been divorced. You never lost a loved one. You never been through chemical addiction. No. Fuck you. It's not appropriate, but it's true because you don't understand. Hopefully nobody's been through an abusive relationship or is in one or a chemically dependent situation or a spouse of a chemically dependent person or has a kid that's chemically dependent. It's horrible. I wish it upon no one. You literally go through hell and back. And then you hear the sayings and there's really nothing we can do. It's up to them. But it's not a choice of will. Uh, in the program, you always heard uh, willpower doesn't do it. Next time you get diarrhea, tell yourself you're not going to have diarrhea. It doesn't work. You can't, you can't will your way out of a disease or something that consumes your soul in your heart, in your mind and drags you to the deepest, darkest places that you can possibly imagine. But somehow, by the grace of God, I had a spiritual awakening. I don't know why it did. People that are still alive today and don't use chemicals or drugs or whatever, eat chocolate cake, are recovering one day at a time by the grace of God and by a spiritual awakening. Some aren't so lucky. I buried a friend who died in a car wreck that was on drugs and had a drug problem. I was in treatment, and if I wasn't, I would have died. I would have been in the car. I have no fucking doubt about that at all. None. He lived right behind me. He was my best friend forever. I would have been in that car. I'd be dead grace of God, spiritual awakening, divine intervention, whatever you want to call it. But it all comes from emotions. My emotion, I'm not blaming anybody now, so don't fucking go down this road again. It's not what it's about. My emotional issues started when I was a kid and why my dad treated me like he did. I love my dad to death. He's a great man but he was an alcoholic. I didn't know what the fuck that meant. How could you? Every 21-year-old kid goes out drinking with his dad, right? And gets fucking shit-faced at ABC Bar and Streamwood, right? Then you meet a girl, and then you get she gets pregnant, whoever's fucking fault that was. I say both. Then that don't work out. And then she dates my friend, pissed me off even more, which works. And then uh, I even go deeper down the end and I drink more and I end up in treatment. Then we get back together. Then we get married. Then we have my son. And 
start a business. Then I get a divorce. Then I lose my business. Then I lose everything I have. Go from a six-figure income. If I'm lucky, 70000 if I work really hard at 55 for a job that a 20-something should be doing. So my, my emotions have been tested and I didn't start out good at all. Very bad, very bad. But I thought that was the norm and it's not. And it was all because I had all these emotions and feelings that were mixed, confused, positive, negative, never really dark. But the most toughest, hardest, challenging times was hitting bottom while drinking and doing drugs that other friends are doing. And it got bad. And through an intervention from a friend and me voluntarily going to a 30-day treatment program 32 years ago, I haven't touched the shit since. Now, to be perfectly honest, and I put my hand on the Bible, I drink occasionally, which would be sociably. Uh, since pot is legal here, I, I've never liked pot. I've tried smoking it here, and I end up throwing the shit down the toilet. Not for me. But I haven't touched my drug of choice in 30, what did I say? 32 years? At least, something like that. And I well, I really shouldn't say I won't. I won't for today. That's the key. I'm not going down that road again. Because I know what brought me down that road. And what that road was, was not being able to identify, share, and talk about my feelings. And then when I did, I did it the wrong way. Because we don't know how. <laughs> Nobody showed us. So I don't know. I'm not telling you what to do. Maybe I'm. And nobody's going to do what I do. I can't believe you put that on Facebook. So I, I could give a flying fuck what you think. And I don't. I mean, I, I respect. I'm not looking for confrontation or whatever. Like, if you're going to judge me, I just can't believe you said that. Why? Because you can't or you won't. You don't know how to. Everybody puts up there all the good shit. You know, and you can't fool me. I, I, I can tell when someone's not, you don't have to say it on here. I can tell when somebody's having emotional problems, feeling problems. And I don't expect you to call people out and put it on there because it doesn't do anything either. That's just trying to make you feel better. But maybe writing down how you feel about something in a diary or a journal diary. Here we go. Yes, I keep a journal. I keep a diary and it's pink and I love it. It's got fuzzy feathers on it. <gasps> really? Yeah, but don't tell anybody. Because I'm a man. Hmm. But yeah, maybe writing a journal, which we don't know how to do either. <laughs> um, 
keeping a journal of feelings, emotions, especially negative ones. And then, God forbid, telling somebody, look, you know what you did? I'm upset. I'm hurt. Oh, you're hurt. Oh, will you, do you want me to change your dress for you, Timmy? <laughs> Fuck you. I, I, I don't care what people think anymore. I don't. I don't. I'm going to tell you, I love you to death. I don't like you. That was wrong. Don't say that. That offended me. Because it's different than not thinking, not caring what people think. I don't really care what you fucking think. I don't put my self-worth based on what you think of me. I don't fucking care. I'm to that point. That doesn't mean I don't want you around and you're not my friend. Or I don't respect some type of positive feedback or telling me, you know what, Tim, you were being an asshole. That's, that's different. That's a true friend. You know, you were a real fucking dick. I was? Why? What? Why? What did he do? Well, you did this and you said that, you know, like, and I, I know you were joking, but, uh, you know, that I had something happen to me and it resonated with me. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. That's different from me saying, I don't fucking care what you think. That's different. Your opinion of me. I could fucking care less. But. If I hurt you or I did something wrong and you're going to tell me in a concerning out of love friendship way, I'll listen to you all day long. But again, I'm not going to put my self-worth based on what you think. I don't care. And neither should you. So that that's enough of that shit. Hopefully, hopefully it made sense. Made something made sense. I don't talking about emotions is like showing electricity. It's like they're there, but it's hard to put words into or prove that they're there. And you're the only one that knows it's there. And nobody can see them but you. You can feel them. Can't see electricity, but if you stick your finger in the fucking sockets, you're gonna feel it. And that's the thing. Like emotions, they're there. People feel them, you feel them, but we don't we don't share share that. We don't share that feeling. And it's okay to yell at your kids. And and then your kids, you know, they get to the age, well, you're an asshole, Dad. You don't know what it's like. Mom, you're a bitch. You have no idea what it's like. He loves me and I love him. I'm like, fucking whatever. Really? Look, really? I told my kids, don't fucking try it, because I've done it. Or if I didn't do it, I thought about it. And I caught them 99% of the time. To their credit, they did some things I didn't do that I didn't even think of, which I thought was pretty creative. But I'm like, huh. I go, wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. Of course, they came out now. They didn't come out when they were kids. Hey, Dad, did you know we did this? No. Really? Hmm. You know I drove my car around and hit my license? Well, I kind of suspected it, but you know, whatever. God, I would never do that. I would get killed. My dad would fucking kill me if I took out the car without a license. It's bad enough I rode my motorcycle everywhere around. So, I don't know. I hope it makes fucking sense. But don't analyze me like I said. I'm not trying to project anything or make anybody feel bad. I'm trying to wake you up. Because 
if families destroyed or couples are destroyed and we just all say fuck you fuck each other go fuck yourself i'm done we're we're doomed we're doomed because people connecting physically by having sex or making love or fucking whatever and making vows to each other bounded by God or universe, the universe or higher power, whatever. When those two are combined, the world's yours. Then you have kids. And then if you're lucky, you got grandkids and you have a legacy and you carry all that into, and you're supposed to make this a better world. That's what we're supposed to do. Your kids are supposed to have a better life than you. And then your kids' kids, which your grandkids are supposed to have a better world than you do. To make it a better world. But it's not happening. This place is so fucked up that I can't even believe it. And the two things that are fucking it up are the Democrats and Obama. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, emotions, lack of love, same thing, all that stuff, and money, status, fucking everything up. And if you don't think emotions are showed wrong, wait till the election gets closer and closer because it's coming out because people don't know how to handle or deal their emotions I mean, that's your test right there. Stay on Facebook here and have a discussion with somebody that opposes your view and opinion and party. And I will guarantee you the name calling will come out, blah, 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 and you'll end up losing friends because either they're going to unfriend you or you're going to unfriend them because, you know, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I guess that would be the ultimate test besides being married and raising kids would be, of course, you could talk about religion too, but I don't see that too much here on Facebook. I see more politics, and it gets worse every day. People arguing, you're stupid, you're you're a whatever, a snowflake, or you're a fucking uh, idiot, or whatever, maggot. <laughs> like, really? Do you ever really think try to understand I have all the knowledge what the Democrats are about and the Republicans and fuck you because I believe this so this is right and you're wrong based on knowledge really you ever try to understand how Republican thinks and believes in in their views you ever try to understand and have empathy and see where a Democrat's coming from. Believe me, it's tough for me, but I do. I get it. I get it. No. Fuck you. Fucking Trump did this. Clinton did that. Fucking this. Epstein didn't hang himself. Whatever. (laughs) All because we can't deal with our emotions. That's it. That's it. So, I don't necessarily know if politics are the problem. I think it'd be more of dealing with your emotions. Because you're insecure when somebody 
confronts or conflicts your beliefs and opinions, which then you become protective, which to my point, you become angry because you're protecting something perfectly normal. You should, you should never get angry. Yeah, whatever. No, yeah, you should. Because you're protecting something, whether it's your kid, your beliefs, your party, your ethics, your morals. But instead of getting angry, which you should, but then get it out in the right way by saying how you feel. Try to understand. Well, I have all the knowledge I need. No, well, fuck you. No, you so, so what? You don't understand what's going on. Try to understand. And you might be able to deal with your emotions a little better. That's all I can say. I've worked on it. I've really worked on it. Um, and I've set boundaries and I'll stop. And some people ask me how I do it. I said I was going to shut up. Two things on relationships and anxiety. When I was going through my divorce and I ended up back in the Bartlett Mobile Home Park where I started, ironically, with my family, except this time I'm alone with my dog. I'm walking in circles and I'm looking for everybody. It's like, where's my family? Where's Rocky, my St. Bernard? Where's my wife? Where's, where's my cats? Where's my fucking house? It's gone. And at that point, my life was falling apart. I lost everything. I lost my best friend. I lost my wife, my partner, my lover, uh, somebody I vowed to and physically bonded with for 27 years, 30 years actually, but 27 on paper. Gone. And then I had all the business stuff hitting me and I had a home. I had the lease, so I had my name on it. But all this stuff, every facet of my life changed and it was negative. And all of a sudden, this feeling hit me that I'd never experienced before. And I got the chills and I couldn't think and I couldn't process and I was frazzled. And then, believe it or not, I started feeling fear and I've never felt fear the only thing I'm afraid of is heights which I conquered at one time and it came back after this shit I couldn't think I got the chills I'm like I don't what am I gonna do what am I gonna do is all frazzled um indecisive confused emotional couldn't think I told my son what I was experiencing and he goes oh dude it's anxiety because I have PTSD and same shit. Can't trust anybody. What are you going to do to me? What's going to happen? Who are you? Why are you doing that? What's going on? What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to save my company? How, how am I going All this fucking shit. Barrage of what felt like hundreds of things to process at one time. Overload. Crashing your computer, bottlenecking your broadband, whatever. 
I couldn't process anymore. Which brought some more negative feelings, mostly of fear. So I told my psychologist what was going on. He goes, well, I can't prescribe you anything, but I have a friend that's a psychiatrist and he can give you Xanax. Here we go with the drug thing. I could take drugs to make myself feel better. I, I know clinically, it's clinically, scientifically knowledge proven that Xanax addresses anxiety. I'm not taking no fucking drugs. Sorry. I'll figure it out. Now my son goes, dad, smoking helps me deal with it. I'm not a smoker, but I turned into one for about two years. It went from a pack to two to two and a half packs a day while I'm going to to the gym at night to blow off my steam, my stress, because that's what I've always done. I've always worked out to blow off my stress, but the mental anxiety part, I never experienced and didn't know how to deal with it. I needed to understand it. So actually the other day, somebody asked me, well, how did you deal with it? And this is how I dealt with it. Anytime I started, it's a weird feeling because it starts like down low wherever, and then it rushes up and then it just comes up and it's like, um, a flush feeling or a chill feeling or like it, you get the chills or something. And then it gives you goosebumps and then you can't think and then you start freaking out and then it gets worse and worse and worse and you can't, you can't process anything and it's just a mess in there. So in the beginning, when that feeling started, I said, okay, um, I, I said to myself, anxiety, here it is kind of make sarcasm, anxiety, ooh, watch out. Here comes an anxiety attack or whatever they're called. So I'd calm down, I'd breathe, and I'd focus. And I'd go, okay, what's bothering you, Tim? This. Okay, Tim, what are you going to do about this? And I turned this into a task. This is what you're going to do. Okay, next. What's bothering you? Well, this. Okay, well, this is what you're going to do. And, and it's not like I did it, but I just processed it as instead of this whole clusterfuck barrage of thoughts with no answers and i'm telling you it, it was hundreds of problems i took them one at a time by priority that bothered me and i said okay this is what it is this is what you're gonna do what's next this is what it is this is what you're gonna do and i would eventually get to it it's not like okay i gotta do this now and then next and do this now it wasn't that task oriented based on actions it was identifying it coming up with a solution and said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And and that's how I quit smoking. And that's how I deal with the anxiety. And I haven't had, I haven't smoked in almost a year. And I haven't had an anxiety attack in quite a while. Past that. So that's without drugs. So that's how, because it's a mental process and you don't know what the fuck it is? Because I've never experienced it. And it's horrible. It's a horrible fucking feeling. When people say, oh, I got anxiety, I just looked at them like, well, you're fucking weird. Boy, was that wrong. <laughs> it's a horrible thing. It's so bad. It's so horrible. 
So I just identify what's bothering me one at a time. This is what I'm going to do. Task, make a, make a to-do list. And, okay, next. Now what? Blah, 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 blah. Now what? Oh, the IRS is like, okay, now what? Well, okay, now what? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, what else? Let's go. That's it. And then the priority things, what turns into 100, maybe turns into 10, because it really ain't a big fucking deal. But the more you get hit with, by one, by two, by three, by five, by ten, by fifty. Like, what the fuck? What's going on? Can't process that. Nobody can. So by the time I get to number ten, like fucking what else? Well, it's really not a big deal. It never was. I was making it a big deal. So that was that. And uh anxiety. What was the other what was the second thing I said? I should have see I don't like writing shit down, but in this case I do. But, but that's how I uh, dealt with the anxiety, which is horrible. And I'll go in the chat room. Maybe somebody can tell me. I forgot what the second one was. So, what's up? Hey Tim, Dan, Brittany, Dina, Jeff, Sylvia. Hey, what's up? My cousin Kirk and Daniel. What was the other fucking one I said? Anxiety and something else. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Something that important. So that's that. So I'm done. How much fucking two hours? Holy fuck. Wow. So anyway, that's that. So things aren't as bad as they seem. Um, tell somebody how you feel, whether it's good or bad. And uh, don't project and don't insult and don't offend. And um, we all got to get along, whether it's a guy or a girl. <laughs> or, you know, your best friend's a guy or... Your girlfriend, your wife, or whatever. We all got to get along. But we all suck at fucking communicating, and we all suck at dealing with grief. And the woman that wrote that book about grief said, the best thing anybody could say to me is, I'm here. And that's what I tell people, whatever they're going through. I'm here. And that that's what I would want to hear. That's it. I don't want to, oh, I know how you feel. It's like, really? You do? How can you? So just tell somebody they're there. Talk to them. Tell them that, you, that they pissed you off. Tell them whatever. And, and just talk. Not that hard. But we're all just uh, so fucked up dysfunctionally um, that it's hard to do. So that's it. I got to go. And uh, thanks for listening to me. But um, yeah, if we can get our emotions straight and uh, not worry so much about how successful we are and the money we make. It'd be a way better planet, I think. Thanks for listening to me. See you later. You have been listening to the Red Pills Show. Bye. Bye-bye.